0: Do this. All right. Hello. I'm Alicia from Evolve Portland, and I'm here with my amazing, amazing friend, Kendra Jones. And we are going to have a really open, vulnerable, amazing talk today. That's uh, a talk that's been, I think, needing to happen for a while. And so, uh, mm-hmm. I want to start by, um, start by taking a couple breaths together, Kendra, and connecting, and then I will introduce you. So, uh, let's take a big out breath, sighing it out if you want. And then, you know, we're going to bring our energy into our, oil, our root. Just let that energy kind of make its way through our pelvic bowl, connecting us to the earth. I would love to call our ancestors in today. Today is November 1st. So the veil to the spirit world is wide open right now and we are supported together to be talking. And I just want to set the intention that I speak openly and vulnerably, and that you do the same, and that both of us are coming from a place of love and healing, and that the energy that you provide and the energy that I provide and bring to the earth, may it be felt through this video, this phone call for anyone who's listening. So welcome, Kendra. Oh my goodness! Where do I begin? Kendra's an amazing healer, energy worker from here in Vancouver, Washington. Kendra, I forgot to ask you before we connected how to pronounce your middle name uh, because I know that's part oh. of your your uh, Instagram. So can you tell <laughs> us your full name, and who you are? Um okay. Um, my name is Kendra
1: Elise Jones. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't even know how to explain this. So I am a cosmetologist, have been for 11 years, and I've always been in the business of like, I guess like what they call me is the healing hands in the field of hair, but um... I've now recently gone through the transformation of really working on and becoming evolved into what my purpose is as a true healer and light worker in the energy field sense. Um, I have always worked with women, empowering women, inspiring women on an aesthetic level, but in the last probably two years I've been, um, my journey of like discovery and self-development, um, I've now understood why. And it's because I'm here to help ignite and um, revive or even help women discover their true power um, within their self in, a, in an eternal place and no longer on the aesthetic place. So um, yeah, I'm here. I've, I'm just walking this journey, <laughs> um, learning. And as I learn, I apply what I learn. And I know it's my mission to teach what I've learned to other souls so they will be able to heal themselves. Because as a light worker, I am understanding that it's not for us to heal the people, it's for us to hold a space and teach them how to self heal.
0: Yes, I love that. Yes. Thank you. Today we're going to talk about this topic of race, racism, Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is a topic that uh, sometimes I talk a little bit about it in my circles, but not really. And it's something that I think a lot of people are afraid to approach Mm -hmm. because, um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons and I I think we can talk about that, like why why this is a scary topic. Um, And I guess all I can say is for me, there's this fear of saying something offensive that I didn't mean to say. Um, coming from a place of ignorance and just like not knowing better, but then having assumptions. And I know that I have privileges as a white person and I've been doing a lot of looking at that and it's going deeper and deeper and deeper. And, um, I, I see things that I've done in the past or said in the past, just in a totally ignorant way. And, um, you know, I have regret for those things. But at the same time, there, there was a time when I just didn't know better. And so for me, I think that's what's kind of um, kept me from just coming out and talking about this. <laughs> so I wanted to see what you feel about that, um, about having the conversation and about what's maybe been keeping it from happening sooner
1: honestly, I believe it's one of those conversations like having the big elephant in the room, but don't want to like deal with it because everybody is so sensitive, but also at the same time, everybody is not, how can I say confident in their emotional self to be able to deal with it and to be able to really approach it in a way that you can find the common ground or at least to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, I just know from my experience of being a African-American woman that you can talk about it within your community, Mm -hmm. you know, but when you're out there in the field, you kind of just, you know, stay silent, even if they do bring it up, because a lot of the times when, I mean, they, meaning like other nationalities, especially like of the Caucasian nationality, you kind of have to like blow it off, because if you um even stand up for it, you know, some way, somehow, it's going to be looked at, oh, you're being too sensitive, you're making them uncomfortable and if you want to keep your job or you want to keep in the status that you're in you know what i mean you kind of have to kind of like do like this Mm -hmm. um and no that's not fair um but i know for me growing up that's that was what was taught you just you know you just have to how can i say survive and as a black woman to me it's even more it's like even like there's more things that are like on our being a woman and then being a woman of color and then if you're a black woman of color um it's like a weight that you already are like born into because that's what your ancestors had and then they brought it down from generation to generation and in a um unspoken sense your mother's put that on you mm-hmm. um and I mean, I have this poem that is so crazy that I had wrote and I want to read it to yes. give you guys a little bit of an insight. And, and can you tell
0: us, because you're a mother, you're I a can. mother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that related to this poem at all? Um,
1: actually, yeah, in a way it is, because um, I have a son and a daughter. And it was this poem. I wrote this poem when a lot of the shootings and stuff were going on. Um, and I can't tell you which specific one because there's been so many. And it was like I didn't recognize how much, you know, I held inside. So it's called Growing Up Black. <clears throat> here I have not read this to anybody. <laughs> so here we go. Um So I sit alone, wait, hold on, here we go, growing up black. As a baby, you don't even connect color or race, you are just human. Spread love and peace, do unto others as you want to do unto you. So I did. It wasn't until I was six years old and realized I was different. One would ask what made me know that? When the little girl that was different and a different shade than me told me in order for me to be her friend, I had to tie her shoe. Growing up black. So I sat alone with no friends because mama always told me to be true to who you are and don't let no one control you. Middle school, I was the student body president, head cheerleader. But I was told because I had too much rhythm and my butt was too big, I couldn't be on the floor like they all did, growing up black. It wasn't appropriate, they said, growing up black, to speak my mind and really still be able to grind and hold the time with everybody and shine just like they did growing up black. High school, now, If you were ethnic, all you had to deal with was, you know, maybe having curly hair, maybe not being seen and sometimes being a square, growing up black. All I knew was, is I had to work three times harder, look five times better just to be accepted in order to pass for them. Growing up black, I couldn't talk about how I felt. Growing up black, I couldn't even be strong. That's how I was built, because I would make them feel uncomfortable. And that was growing up black. But now I understand as I become stronger in who I am, that it's not the color of my skin. It's just they're uncomfortable with who I am within. So it's crazy because I never realized that's what I held
0: inside.
1: That was my experience. Um,
0: What inspired you to write that and to open that within you?
1: um, I believe it was one of the, I don't know, it was like maybe one of the shootings one of the last shootings that happened and I just remembered it was of a I seen the little boy, his dad was shot, and I was just it hurt me because I have a son. And um I was like, do they not see? And when I mean they, I mean the generalized like um political people, you know, just just Washington themselves. <laughs> Do they not understand, you know what I mean? Like, people are literally being murdered because of the color of their skin, because people are so uncomfortable. And so what brought it out on me is I was like, it started like flooding memories because I was in a, also a time of fear because I'm thinking, I now have to explain these same things to my son. And tell him he can't talk this way, he can't be this way. Or when we go into a store, make sure you're not doing this. When you're at school, make sure you're not doing this. And I I just, it just, my guides were just like, write everything out. And I started writing everything out, and it was,
0: I didn't really recognize
1: that's how much I was holding it. But it also was able to give me a broader picture on things and understanding that, um. This is what you've dealt with for a long time.
0: It was so beautiful.
1: Thank you. It's weird because oh. I never read that to anybody.
0: <laughs> uh, seen you on a stage, like reading that to you with thousands, it was so powerful. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention really fast um, that the article so yesterday mm, yeah. uh, yesterday i was on instagram with uh a, a healer that's local and she had posted an article or she shared this article and i think i might be able to share my screen here for a moment um because i wanted to show it or i wanted to show her page oh, yeah Oh, here we go. Okay, so her name is Laura Robbins. Yes. And she wrote an article. Uh, She's got two articles now, but uh, this one has a link to the second. Oh, I guess in her bio, there's a link to the second article as well. Uh, And her article uh, was about do you remember what it was called it was like
1: yeah brave uh brave magic love my brave Mag- where she was at a um a writer's event um i think if you scroll all the way up you can click into her link and it will go to the actual article
0: yeah yeah so that's about that was the second one okay so she wrote well um shoot I don't know. Sorry. I
1: know it's on Huffington's Post.
0: Yeah, it's on Huffington Post. And sh- and now I don't know how to bring myself back here. But uh, let me see. Sorry. I'm not, ah. Hey, this is real life.
1: <laughs> I know. I
0: see you now, but I can't see me, but maybe that's okay. Uh, so, anyway, as I try to figure this out, I'll just say, I read, oh, it's, it was called, like, I was the only black woman at a college, uh, oh right? I need to have this figured out. So.
1: You have sent it to me. Yeah. And, um, I think it on my, on our chat on uh, Instagram.
0: Okay. Well. Um,
1: oh, is it this one? Not everybody loves my brave. Are you? you no, that
0: that's the second one. Um, it's sorry. How can I, oh, here I know, if I go to her page, here's why being the only black, oh, it was called Being the Only Black Person at Brave Magic. That was her article. Yes. And yes. so, I don't really know how to bring myself back here into this screen, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I am still there. I don't know. I can see you. Oh, you can. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because I couldn't oh no now I did something else okay um does it look like it did in the beginning with both of us there
1: no I just put it on mine so I can see you (laughs)
0: yeah well shoot I wish I could figure out how to show myself or I don't know sorry okay well anyway so I read this article and it instantly made me want to reach out um, because in the spiritual community, I've heard that this is a thing happening. And so I wanted to talk to you about that because the spiritual community has really been evolving. I've noticed in the last 10 years that I've been here Mm -hmm. and, um, and I I don't feel comfortable with it and obviously neither do a lot of people of color. And so I just wanted to hear what you see uh, as far as the spiritual community and its whiteness. And if you have any ideas about like, where is that coming from or what is happening you know, why is, why, why is this woman the only black woman at this Brave Magic retreat?
1: Um, honestly, I believe that it has to do with one, just being in the black community, um, spirituality is mostly in like churches and stuff. So doing anything that's like of the woo-woo, in a sense, is kind of like, oh, you know, you don't do that. Even though that's what we derived, our ancestors came from there, you know? But because there's been such a brainwashing um, in our community, we kind of like stand away to it. So those of us who are becoming more what you call awakened and conscious, um, and we're seeking these things if we're in a if we live in a demographic where there isn't um are people really doing it or we haven't found yet we kind of find ourselves in these situations i also think that um we how can i say i think also being in for me my experience being in a place where there's mostly white people I believe you guys just don't know how to communicate and get out into the Black communities to open this up. Um, I know when I was getting trained Reiki by you, I found this on, my sister actually found it on Instagram, and I just decided like, okay, I'm going to do this. Did I know if I was going to be um, be the only Black person? No, I didn't. I just kind of took the leap when I came there. Yeah, I was the only black person. Did I feel weird? Yes, I'm not going to lie. I felt very mm-hmm. weird. But I also knew it's not about, it wasn't about this and that that insecurity of you um, feeling like that, it has nothing to do with with the people that are here. It really has to do with inside. So um, I just feel like there's a miss. You know, communication where um, maybe white people don't feel like they can connect to us, or maybe they—I don't know—maybe you feel a little scared because if you guys do approach us, you know, because it's such a time-sensitive, you know, situation right now.
0: Um, Hold on, my daughter.
1: You are—that is when you're done. I have a three-year-old, just so everybody knows. so I really I feel like, uh, like, I know, really you feel, feel like, like this and this, like this and, this, and like that. Yes,
0: thank I you. That when I was a baby. <laughs>
1: My daughter. Um, so I really <laughs> feel like um, I really feel like you guys just don't know how to get out into our communities.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like everybody kind of migrates to what they've always been assimilated in. And so for us, we've always had to kind of just step out there and be the sort of them. I don't really feel like it's always that white people only want to congregate with white people. I just think it's just your comfort. And that's just how you know how to connect. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, some black people, if they're watching this, they may feel differently because they may feel like white people want to exclude us out all the time. And I honestly don't believe that when you move into a conscious level of understanding it's really not about the color mm-hmm.
0: you know what I mean
1: it's about the conscious level and how you connect but as a black person and when I was in that mindset I did come from a place of pain and like you were saying just not being aware of certain things so I don't think it's intended like purposely mm-hmm. I just feel like it's what you're exposed to and that's what people connect with.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I have quite a few friends who are black.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so for me, I don't, I mean, it's just so interesting. It's just, um, I want to go into those communities and I want to invite people and there's this part of me that feels like, who am I? Who am I to feel like I am meant to be the teacher for anybody? You know, like, I'm sure there's amazing teachers of all, all different cultures and races and colors. And, and who am I to try and, you know, like, push my, my teachings or my circles on anybody? And then at the same time, I really celebrate, you know, having a circle because there are times when I look around at the circles, I I host bi-monthly sisterhood circles and there are times that I look around and I've got lots of friends and women that come that are from, you know, Iran and lesbians and older women and younger women and straight women and married women and single women and you know just all such a mix um but maybe there's a place for like intentionally going out because i know i've had it happen um just a few weeks ago there was an african-american woman who who wanted to come to the circle she paid her ticket and then the day came and she changed her mind and didn't want to come. And there is definitely this part of me that felt like, oh my gosh, I wonder if she just doesn't want to be the only black woman at the circle. And how, I, you know, how do I approach that? Or how can I make a space that's comfortable?
1: Um, honestly, maybe it's in the way that you advertise maybe taking pictures of your circles to show that, you know, then she might not, or they might not be the only person of color. Cause I believe, you know, a lot of society, it's all about what we see. We, joy- we do judge books by their cover before we can actually go into it. Um Me on the other hand, I don't do that. So I'm like what you call an odd person, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> General population. um that might be a way to, like, have a picture, you know what I mean, where you – so they can see, like, oh, I won't be the only one. This is, like, all-inclusive for everybody. Yeah. Um, maybe okay. a video quick, you know what I mean? Or maybe when you – if that happens, you can ask them, well, why Why are you backing out? What's going on? How can I help you? You know what I mean? Um, and just putting it out there. As long as you know what your intention is behind it, then – at the end of the day, you've done your part.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it brings up this other topic that I'd love to hear your views on of tokenism, right? Mm -hmm. Because I have, I have pictures of circles with women of color in them and I have pictures of you, beautiful Kendra doing Reiki and I love sharing them and uh, photos of all my students. And And there's definitely a part of me, if I have this beautiful picture and I want to share it on my Instagram, and then it's like, okay, am I tokenizing Kendra? Am I? Is there a part of me that's putting this picture up because I'm wanting to be exclusive, but then at the same time, that's me, you know, just tokenizing? And so how do you feel about that? Uh,
1: Well, because I know you, I know that's not why. Um, but there are cases that, you know, that is the reason why people do that. Um, but also as a being, just being in yourself, you have to come out of the space of, you know, making assumptions and knowing, like I said, going back to what your intention is behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everybody has their own way of how they perceive things. And so if you know what your intention was behind it, it doesn't really matter how the masses are going to think because the right people are going to align, the right people are going to come to you. So I I believe that's just a space where you have to build that courage, you know, and build that confidence and kind of shut down the trunk monkey in our heads of, you know, well, this is probably how they're going to look at it. You know what I mean? Because you know, you're on your journey of growing and, and being enlightened and, you know, wanting to, you know, have everybody be involved, because at the end of the day, that's what the whole point of this walk is, uniting everybody at the end of the day, you know. Mama, so, I um, I was, the, Mama, I, I, I was at the beach when I was at Okay. I was in- <laughs> so I believe, um, that's that's what i believe that is because i don't feel like you were being like that i don't look at it like that have i had that experience before yes because when i was a model um i noticed that's why they did that but i think in the spiritual world and when you you know what your intent is behind it it's not it's
0: not about that hmm Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's so scary, but it's like just real. It's it's like real thoughts.
1: It really Um, is. You're right about that. I believe also just like having this conversation is going to help, you know, people who are watching, it's going to help them want to like look at things in different standpoints, whether you're black or white, because at the end of the day, if you're born here in America, all of us are mixed up together and (laughs) something everything at the end of the day we all the same thing we just have different melanin and so from a black person standpoint you have to come and not that i'm saying i'm erasing what we've gone through and all that kind of stuff like uh, what our ancestors have gone through and i respect that as a black person because i always go in between like oh wow am i just dismissing it but as you grow i'm also learning that um we have to express our, because it comes out in anger, but it's actually hurt, of feeling like we're not acknowledged or feeling like our stories don't matter. You know what I mean? And, and having the respect. We're not asking white people to just be like, oh my gosh, I'm so bad. You know what I mean? We're just saying like, hear us out. You can't feel our pain, but at least empathize what your privilege is and what we don't have. You know what I mean? And I think well, that gets very screwed. Well, but then my for first day going
0: Scott, what well, he was going to when I was <laughs> when I was in the car scheme when I was eating like when I was like when, when I was doing
1: He was doing go karts. yeah. Yeah. So I believe Now that we're having a commercial with my daughter Sorry So I believe that um, I really believe that We as black people We have to come to a place of being more open And teaching you guys Because you know White people don't know And if they're, they're not going to know So who what's the best way to teach What you've gone through And then also just white people Understanding like it doesn't mean That we're mad at you It just means that we want to be heard. We want Mm -hmm. to be validated. We want you to just understand what your privilege is. You weren't born into already having all these knocks against you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So
0: um,
1: I think we all just need to come from a place of uh, being open in our emotional selves and hearing each other out. There's a difference between actively hearing and just hearing. And I feel like that's what's happening. I mean, not to get off subject, but I even think about the whole, if you go into the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Yes, all lives do matter. Nobody's saying that. But the whole point behind that was that it seems like it's still being dismissed. Nothing's being done. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the uproar and that's the difference of why we're still like this. And we're not coming together. And even the ones that are coming together because the majority is still angry and everybody wants to be in their anger or just stay separated because at the end of the day, it's fear that's keeping us separated. That's why we're still in this taboo of not wanting to talk.
0: Mm-hmm. You're so right. And that's why I think this conversation is important because the fear is there. That is, it's fear. That is what's keeping it apart and then when we're able to like go into that fear anyway and talk about it and look at it and and then it's so obvious that we are the same people we are the same spiritually but not everybody is evolved to see that. <laughs> like, and that's uh, where it
1: takes us us me and you yeah. and everybody else is in this world as we work on ourselves as beings to start bridging the gap. We're going to get more resistance because we're going outside of what the norm is, outside of what the matrix of what everybody sees and what they're brainwashed in. So that's a part of being a light worker. That's a part of being a person of the spiritual realm, you know, coming together.
0: Mm -hmm. You know
1: what I mean? And just love at the end of the day.
0: Maybe we have, maybe we come up Oh no. Wait, did you say something my Internet cut out?
1: Oh no, no, you... no. I was just waiting.: <laughs> oh.
0: Well well, I was going to say maybe we have. Maybe we can create a space for women of color, white women, everyone to just come together and talk about this in person, in a circle, mm-hmm. hearing each other's experiences.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe that's all I believe that that is what is needing not saying um, we're discounting the guys because yes we need the guys we love you guys but I believe because as women we are the force we are we are what helps create on a physical level life and existence so I believe if we we come together first and we dash hash these things out first because we are the nurturers. We are the teachers. Um, and start our journey of healing, then we'll be able to go out in our own communities, our own homes, and just our own life and showing the way that we are united and will help heal humanity in another way. And it will also help that divine, masculine, and feminine energies to come together as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot about that too, the, the divine masculine and the toxic masculine and the divine feminine and the toxic feminine and how we are. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's like a whole nother conversation, but it's got to start with compassion and that's the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that is where women we're less likely to, to want to shoot somebody or to want to fight somebody or to get angry and like turn it into a physical altercation.
1: Um, right. It's definitely. Who is this? That's your brother. Hey,
0: well, he wanted to be from chick on tree
1: Yeah, that was when he was a power ranger. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely believe that. I definitely believe, um, the more we do things like this, me, you, or whoever else, and doing these type of conversations, it, it's already putting a mark in healing. You know what I mean? And when people really come back to, even when they get out of their anger or have their assumptions, even with this conversation, how they feel like each one of us are portraying both of our races and they really come back to the source of things and they really see things in a, in, a, in a sense of love and like wanting to heal, they'll be like, oh, you know what I mean? They can have a different look at this, but it took you to really, you know what I mean, to be brave. Because being in the Northwest and being a woman that is white, coming with this conversation, I don't know, but what I've heard from people that I do their hair that are white, um, having these conversations with their friends and stuff that are not open, that is kind of nerve wracking. Because you know what I mean. They don't. Some of them, if they're not exposed to it or they just don't want to deal with it, they don't even want to bring it up. And so I commend you because. It's going to take you and others of your race to do this. And that's what we're also asking. That's what other people of color, especially black people are asking for you guys to do this. I know it may be scary, but it that's that's what's needed to, to change the face of everything. Because it doesn't matter if we go and do it sometimes they don't want to hear it but it's going to take somebody like you that can connect because most people learn from who they see that is like a commonality or you know what i mean so you being that representation going back into your community even kind of sparking the conversation or even not saying anything at all but just being with other women of color and doing that that is a that's a testament in itself so that's i send you love
0: Hmm. thank you um (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I'm really interested in this conversation um, in Portland. So I I'm not from Portland, but I've lived here for almost 17 years, mm-hmm. and um, one of my sweet dear friends uh, that I met at school, Bree. Her name's mm-hmm. Bree. She, uh, there's a documentary that was made about her mom and then they followed it up. It's called Priced Out is the, the second one. Mm-hmm. And it's about North Portland and gentrification. And, um, Bree's mom ended up like moving to Texas because she was so done with being pushed out of her community. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so... I mean, I've gone and watched that documentary and I live in North Portland and my children go to school in North Portland and there's been a lot coming up around this issue with their school because it's a Waldorf school and there are not very many other people that aren't, you know, white skinned people in that school. And it's like, how do we, I mean, this is just such a big conversation but you grew up in the Northwest. Did you grow uh, up yeah. in Vancouver?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I grew up in the Northwest.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so can you can you talk a little bit about what that was like? And have you seen a lot change for the better or the worse? Or what's it been like for your your experience?
1: Um. <laughs> honestly, I feel like. Growing up in the Northwest, of course, I was a lot of the times I was the only, um, I was the only, in school, I was the only black girl, always. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in everything I did, I was, I mean, yeah, we have people of color coming here, but I don't, I mean, I don't really feel like it's changed. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I feel when I travel, because when I travel and do my jobs, um, I feel more comfortable in other states, especially like you would think in Texas, I wouldn't because it's like, oh, but I feel more comfortable there in the South. When I went to New Orleans, when I went to, um, I mean, just different places I went when I was in New York and all those places, I actually felt like I was more comfortable there than I was here and the simple fact is because i feel like not only because the population has more of like my color or other people but it's because there's a certain respect that white people have down there where they don't appear huh i don't know what it is but i remember in new orleans It was so crazy to see how, you know, race is real and everything back there, but they don't see it like, like it is up here. I feel like, I feel like it is more racist up here than it is going down into what they would call a red state, like Texas, New Orleans. Um, I feel like it's more, yeah, I definitely feel like it's more racist. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
1: know why it's more racist, but I feel like because down there they've had to deal with it already. So once you've already cut into, you know, what you call the cancer of everything, yeah. you, you gotta figure out how you can somewhat heal it or just deal with it in general. Where here, I think it's still kind of sneaky. I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't trust it half the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know. I just, it has not changed. I think they think they've changed because they just haven't dealt with it. Um, and they think because they do have multicultural things or they do the, oh, we're doing a good job, but they have not addressed it at all. And I can understand why a lot of more black people or other people of color leave here because I believe there's a sense of, um, although they say they're conservative out here, there's still a sense of fear of, What's going to happen to us if we get, quote, unquote, exterminated?
0: Ugh. It's sneaky. When you said it's sneaky out here, like that is so right. That's how it feels. It feels sneaky, and it feels like that elephant in the room, like what you said. Mm-hmm. And, ah, um, oh, it's, I don't even know what to say.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things you really, you don't really know what to say. It's, and I can even speak from my husband moving from Cleveland to here. And just even on his own job, he's just like, I've never like experienced this before. Like what's going on? And I'm like, you have to watch it. Like they, they're sneaky out here. They play like they're very like, you know, wanting to welcome you. But at the same time, like you got to watch it. Cause you don't know one minute, Oh, everything seems cool. next minute you know they're asking you. And you're like, wait, what? And I believe it's because, once again, fear. Fear of are we not going to be, you know what I mean? And I, and I believe it's a lot of power and control situation out here, too.
0: So do you, like, on your street where you live, do you have community of, I mean, your family? You have family that lives up there. And when you go to church, is it mostly people of color, or what, like, what is your community
1: like? When I went to church, um, because I don't go to church anymore (laughs) for my own reasons, but um, when I went to church, it was predominantly a black church because my family started it. Um, my son, though, where we live right now, you know, there's a lot of Hispanics, there's a lot of, um, of course, whites, and there's some blacks, too, um, so I... I feel like we have some type of a community, but we're kind of just still are with our own self.
0: Like, just my Do family. Do you feel... Know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, your kid's school, is it predominantly white? Actually,
1: even though it oh. feels like it's more white, I feel like there's still more and He has a little bit more... Div- he has diversity in it. But once again, I never, I don't know how people are going to take this, but because I wasn't taught this, I don't teach my son about, I mean, he knows about color, of course, because he's African American and, you know, but, and I wasn't taught it either. I mean, we were taught it, but I don't know how to explain it. We were taught it, but we weren't, we were taught don't judge the book by its cover. You know what I mean? You still need to be stronger in who you are because this is what's going to happen to you. But my mom, she never really harped on that um, because I've always, I was always assimilated. My parents would have us go to schools. I remember my elementary school going out here. They made sure specifically we went to this school called Roosevelt Elementary and it was internationally. So it was all about, you had, Hispanic, you had Asian, you had Cambodian, you had, uh, you had Russian, you had, you know, you had white, you have everything. So when you are placed in something like that, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm just a person. And then with the districts out here, when I went and left the district, I was put in and then I went into the other district, which is called Evergreen School District, where it is predominantly more whites that's when my, it was my first time that I experienced like, oh, shoot, girl, you're black. Like, this is, you're really dealing with racism now. And, but before I didn't know that. And so I kind of try to do that to my son. But then at the same time, I have to make him aware. And so that's my challenge of growing up right here. I kind of feel like he's being kind of cut in half, slided, where he He doesn't get the cultural aspect enough, but then he's assimilated in this, what you call white world. And so I feel like I have to take him out of here and, you know, travel with him so he can see his people to be empowered because where we actually live at, that is not what he's in. But then at the same time, I don't, I don't teach him oh, judge these people off of this, you know? So as a black person, it it is challenging as a black parent. It is, because you want your kids to love, you want your kids, but then at the same time, you know what society is going to do to them. So it's this weird, kind of sick way of having to teach your kid, like, be nice, be who you are, love everybody, but also know they might cut you. (laughs) You know what I mean, they might ax murder (coughs) In a way that's mentally, so I don't, I don't know. It's 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 strange, but I know it's going to be different for my daughter than it is my my son.
0: Wow, because she's a girl.
1: Yeah, and because she's a girl, and she's a black girl, and her hair is tighter, and because I do mixed race girls' hair, and I I see the confusion that happens and the judgment that happens, and because my daughter is. She's African-American, tighter curls, browner skin, not as brown, not as dark as like the ebony skin of like African women that I like love. You know what I mean? Um, But I know she's going to have it harder because with white girls, it's sad, but I don't even think their moms know. Cause I already deal with it. When we go to playgrounds, how the kids will be like the little girls, there'll be some little girls who have been assimilated with, when girls of color, they'll play with her, but then there will be others that are just not. And they even say things. Oh, wow. And so for her, it's gonna be a different challenge.
0: I have um, some of my very, very best friends, like my best friend, her, her children are mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, And then uh, one of my other really good friends, her husband is from Africa, Mm -hmm. very dark skin and her children are mixed, but they have, you know, I mean, and I just, yeah, like that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. And then (laughs) another thing to look at. And, you know, when we talk about privilege, because I talked about how there's things that I didn't realize were privileges and, Um, there was a situation last year. I can't even remember. I think it was what was happening at my kid's school. And I basically, because they've grown up playing with, like my other best friend is Mexican from Mexico. So my kids grew up playing with all kinds of people of other colors and races and Uh, I had to sit down and kind of explain to them what racism was and about black people and how they're not treated the same and Mm -hmm. how they have things to worry about that we don't have to worry about. And Mm -hmm. I was so, it was so heartbreaking for me and like literally my kids, like their eyes teared up because of our friends, our friends are, we have friends who are black and friends who are Mexican. Mm And then I realized later, I didn't even get it at the, in that moment that that was a privilege that they get to wait until I teach them about racism rather right. than having to learn it for their own safety.
1: Right. Exactly. That's, that is one of those things that I don't think a lot of people that are, like a lot of white people don't, they don't, they don't know. And I think that was like, that was probably very eye opening for you.
0: And this isn't even a conversation that I've had with my very best friends who are married to men of, you know, mm. one, one African, one of them, he's half black and half Japanese. And, you know, like I've never even talked to them really about this because I, you know, there's this other conversation or this other thing where like, For me, I love these kids like my own. Like I love these children. And there's a long time in my life where um, you know, I just don't think I noticed I didn't even notice that Mm -hmm. they, you know. Um sorry. But um, you know, in the end it's like that's that's not okay either to not notice that someone has struggles that I just don't know about. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, gosh, I'm just so thankful for you for talking to me about this and being so open and so brave and so loving. And, you know, like, where do we go from here, Kendra? What do we do? Or how do we, for me, you know, like, I have this intention that I will speak my truth and I I will have – I will be impeccable with my vulnerability and my word. Mm-hmm. And if I ever see acts of hate come up, I will do something,
1: mm-hmm. something.
0: Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like, There needs to be more. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe
1: that there should be more forums and conversations like what we're having Open to inviting people in the physical form, or um, sending out these videos this way, and having these conversations. Even just the little topics we've already just talked about, and expounding on them more, and then getting them to have you know say and what they feel like. Because I believe that the conversation is pushed more. And it comes from a place where it's being facilitated from a black woman, from a white woman, even down to, and I'm not dismissing like Native Americans because I feel like they have been very washed away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like they're like the unspoken, you know, original beings in just North America themselves. But I believe if we open this up just with the white and black, it's gonna help open up so many doors and realizing the core issue you know what i mean what is really the core issue because at the end of the day if i cut i'm bleeding red just like you would you know what i mean so i believe what we have to start implementing is putting these type of forms or putting these type of opportunities as leaders as healers um into play into our communities and and just coming at it with the intention of like i said we are a surgeon cutting it open start cleaning it out and also understanding that healing there's different levels of healing you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. we can give them the tools and by us giving them the tools is us being the platforms of facilitating these types of conversations and these types of events
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in the end, you know, what am I? Sorry, my voice. Um, I have a friend, Paula Noel, Mm -hmm. who uh, she is really big on decolonization. And she says, yeah, like we can start like racism is like kind of the surface, the surface level, but really, it's about every single person, whether you're Native American, you're Hispanic. Your black, you're European descent, whatever it is that we each individually go in to our own history, our own ancestors, mm-hmm. finding the sacred sites. Because in the end, when we all go back far enough, we have a connection to indigenous people mm-hmm. on the land, on the earth, living in a way that is sustainable and compassionate mm-hmm. and in rhythm with yeah. the masculine and the feminine. And so, I mean, I think really that is like the deepest work, but there's also this level, right? Like you got to start somewhere.
1: You got to start. And you know, what you were saying is so right, because I know for me um, coming into the world of spirituality and um, doing everything, it, it was scary for me because most African-American cultures, they don't do this woo-woo stuff. You're crazy. You know what I mean? If you're doing that. And so like you were saying, if you go back, um, have to even admit that your ancestors shipped you off, you know what I mean? And so healing that part and, and I mean, like you're right and going back to the core and that that's what's going to that's what's going to be like the big going to be the big deal. But I believe like us doing this and then opening this up more, I believe that it's already start, it's already starting a place of healing. And understanding that there is going to be resistance. You know, every hero has to go in and battle. And a lot of the times with the battle that the hero feels like they're doing to help their whatever they're helping their 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 tribe community whatever it's really dealing with the shadow self
0: Yep. and you know what you know you're doing a good job as a healer a light worker a per, an, a person if you are getting resistance if you're triggering people and pissing them off because that's that's mm-hmm. a sign that they're growing like maybe not in a comfortable way but they're doing you're doing something right it's so
1: true because like i was i really recognized um that in this world everybody wants in general love right
0: uh-huh. but
1: love is about being acknowledged being validated and and accepted, and then that connection. And so I believe that at the end of the day, that's what everybody's trying to, that's the big thing. That's the big elephant. I want to be accepted. You know, I want the connection. I want you to love me for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) But we have these, you know, things to keep us separated. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, like I said, we're at this journey right now, stepping out, but I do know as long as you're putting your best foot forward towards it and I'm putting my best foot forward towards it in the way that we walk in our life, it's going to touch. It may, the ripple effect might not be as big as we wanted at first, but it's the little minuscule things that will then, you know what I mean, help
0: so I want to invite anyone in your community, women who have been maybe considering like, mm-hmm. what is it like to go to some woo woo <laughs> circle? Yeah. What, is it, what does it feel like to sit with women and open up my truth or be held and heard, not necessarily held in a physical way, but have the space mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the circles that I host, I mean, people are are able to say anything they want to say. And it's a safe place to say it and to mm-hmm. be heard. Mm-hmm. So I invite any women from any background, any cultural background, to come and join mm-hmm. that. Um, and that information, I always post events on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook if you search Evolve portland.com my website and I'm also on instagram at evolve portland it's all one word and then Kendra you're doing some really amazing work right now do you want to talk a little bit about what you have to offer and then also how the best way for people to find you
1: um yes so I definitely um I'm a vaginal steam practitioner So for women, if you're wanting to get revived or if you're even having any issues. (laughs) Oh, that's cool, Sky. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. Yes. Um, if you guys want to contact me through Instagram, Body Smoke. Um, I have my link on my website. And yes, that is your favorite.
0: And wait, let me see body smoke. It's body and then um underscore yeah yeah smoke yeah body
1: underscore smoke yes and that's my instagram my link to my websites there if there's also anybody i'm an intuitive counselor and life coach um you can go on my website to email me and we can set up a um session Um, Locally in Portland or Vancouver I can meet with you I meet virtually And I'm now working on A workbook On teaching about chakras And energy healing And the divine masculine So I'm getting that book together And I'm going to launch that um, By the end of the year So I can't wait until um, That comes out Because it's going to definitely help People just learn more about their body and who they are beyond this physical level. And it will help you learn how to manifest what you desire, but it's all about working inside. So, yeah, hit me up on Instagram. Um, I am on Facebook and I'm going to be doing more videos on Facebook. I'm starting my YouTube soon. So,. Just, yeah, the best way to get um, at me and contact me is through Instagram, through DMs, or on my um, email, and that is um, cleansebodysmoke at gmail.com, or you can um, contact me, and I will give you my, the number, three six zero seven two one nine four nine four for any intuitive readings or counseling. And let's just start healing from the inside.
0: Yeah, and so we're going to post this. This will be a podcast. I have a podcast on my website, Evolve Portland. So I'll take the audio and put it on a podcast. We'll take the video. I have a YouTube channel. I'll put it there. If you have one, we'll put it there. Yeah. Um, we'll post it on Facebook. And so if you're watching or you're listening and you want us to talk about something, Please, please post a comment. If you feel like this conversation was helpful, please share it. Um, You know, please let us know what you're feeling, what you're thinking. If you have ideas of opening space up to make it more exclusive, please let me know. I'm open to any and all recommendations on that. Um so any comments or anything like we're here and we're you'll be seeing more from Kendra and I we don't know yet what that is. Yes. <laughs> but yes, we'll be and doing all the moms this. out
1: there understand um, like all the moms out there understand that right now I'm just gonna be truthful right now. I was definitely fighting with some anxiety because I'm like, how do I do this? And my daughter's right here. But I want you to know that working through this has showed me that if you have a dream to the moms out there that have kids and everything, that you can do it. Like no matter what, like if the space and the opportunity is being, being open, walk through it and know that there will be glitches, but it's all about learning learning. And it's all about growing and that um, don't let little things <laughs> or your little people make you feel like you're not an adequate enough to be able to do stuff like this. Um, and I want to thank Alicia for opening up this space, because honestly, there was a lot of fear behind this for me. And I was also noticed because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have my daughter. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I also know that's just a part of motherhood. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, I never got to finish saying because I got all confused with the computer. But yeah, because we I read that article yesterday, I sent it to you. I'm like, look at this article. And I knew like, because I just always wanted to ask you about how you felt at the circles or the classes and like, how do I invite more women of color into my space? But it's like, how do I ask that? So I just sent you the article. We started talking, right? And we're like, look, I think you said, let's do a Zoom call or let's do a podcast or whatever. I'm like, okay, when? And I'm like, this is really scary, Kendra. And you're like, know. Like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. And you said, 11, we'll do it at 11, 11. And I'm like, yes, we're okay yeah that's true right like the kids like we're so it's so easy to get distracted or to make up excuses Mm -hmm. for anything and right now especially we're moving into fall you know we're like coming into this new moon next week there's just Mm -hmm. a lot venus has been retrograde we're learning about love loving Mm ourselves, and there's so many distractions and it's so easy. And right now, with the spirit gate wide open, mm-hmm. November 1st de los Muertos, it's just the time is here. It,
1: is. it really is the time. Like it is, right now is the time. So even if you guys on are watching this and hearing this, even if you feel like you're not even getting anything out of it, just know the seed is being planted. And also know that it was meant for you to hear this to just spark something something with inside of you, whether that's healing internally, whether that's putting more action into what your dreams are. Um, Just understand everything happens in the right timing and the divine alignment. And even those who are not having the greatest time right now, understand you have to change your mindset of how you're experiencing right now and ask yourself inside what's the lesson I'm supposed to be learning?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that, that's what it's all about. What, what is the experience? And how can you learn from this experience and apply it in your life so you can become the best version of you? And love yourself at the end of the day. Love yourself. Forgive yourself for everything. And understand at the end of the day, love is what wins.
0: Mm. Thank you. Yes, hey, I'm so glad we got to talk. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna end this because we've been on here for a little longer than than we planned. But yeah. I thank you so much, and I'll be sure wherever this is posted, there will be links to Kendra, to me. Um, Feel free to reach out. We've both got so many things that we offer in the way of healing, in the way of self-love, in the way of growing, tarot readings, energy yeah. healing. Energy. <laughs> <Kendra>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thank you, Kendra, oh, thank you. a million times over. Yes, Love. You. love to you too. <laughs> okay, so I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a great day. Happy Dia de los Muertos. Yes.
1: Love and light to
0: you. Bye, honey. Bye.